You already know what it is. Once again, it's on. It's your boy, Big Cliff. I'm in the building, baby. Let's go. Carolina Sports Talk. We out here. Let's go. Shout out to everybody who's showing some love. You know what I'm saying? I'm back for the first time. Here, we finna go ahead and just jump into it. You know what I'm saying? It's our Super Bowl special. We're going to show some love today for the Super Bowl, make some predictions, holler a little noise about it, and you know what I'm saying? Go from there. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into it. The big game, Super Bowl 55 down in Tampa, Florida. Shout out to everybody that's down there. Y'all be safe, please, because y'all know COVID is still real. It's still a thing. You know what I mean? So if you down there, make sure you got your masks on. If you down there, please be safe. You know what I mean? Have fun. Holler at the boys. But anyway, here we go. So Super Bowl is going to be the first game between, well, the first Super Bowl between starting quarterbacks who have previously won a Super Bowl and an MVP, Mr. Patrick Mahomes versus Mr. Tom Brady. Uh, quiet as is kept, it's, it's likely going to come down to a game with the defenses making some plays. We know both offenses are dynamic. Both of them boys be slinging the ball up and down the field. But, you know, I got an itching feeling that the defenses is going to have something to say about it. The safeties for Tampa Bay seem like they real riled up for this game. But they got the, got a little bit of work on their hands. In the last matchup earlier in the season, Kansas City's Tyreek Hill throw up 269 of them things on the boys, man. 269 yards receiving and three touchdowns on the way to a 27-24 Chiefs win. So um, they're going to have their hands filled, trying to keep that guy in some kind of check along with Mr. Travis Kelsey on the other end. But um, either way, I'm hoping that it's going to be a good game. Uh, Mr. Tom Brady himself is playing in his 10th Super Bowl, winning six of them things. Y'all know how many quarterbacks don't even make it to one Super Bowl? And your boy out here in his 10th, man, but... Truth be told, quietness is kept as a Carolina Panthers fan. I really ain't liked Tom Brady for a long time, man. But I kind of sort of want to see them boy win. But we're not going to jump the ball just yet because, you know, y'all ain't ready for my predictions. We, gonna, we can keep that where it's at for now. But uh, Mr. Patrick Mahomes is seeking to be the youngest quarterback to ever win multiple championships. Um, it's going to be a good game, man. Neither one of the offenses is really going to be stopped. That's why I said it's going to come down to the defense. So we'll just see how it goes from there. But, uh, yeah, so – we couldn't and wouldn't be Carolina Sports Talk without addressing the Carolina perspective in the big game. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we want to give a shout out to all the Carolina representatives on both sides of the ball this, uh, for the Super Bowl. On the North Carolina side, we've got Daniel Kilgore, center for Appalachian State, who is the center for the Chiefs. We've got over on the Tampa side, Ross Cockrell, cornerback from Duke. Ted Lawson, guard from NC State. We've got Ryan Smith, who is a cornerback from NC Central, HBCU stand-up. TJ Logan, running back from North Carolina, is also on that side of the ball. So for our South Carolina players, uh, the assistant head coach and run game coordinator for Kansas City, Harold Goodwin, is actually a lower Richland graduate. Shout out to LR, Columbia, South Carolina. We see you. Um, we've got uh, the vice president of communications for the chief, for the chiefs, Ted Cruz, um, is actually a South Carolina State University graduate. Shout out to the Bulldogs, Orangeburg, stand up. We know you out here. 
Um, he actually was in a similar role for the Carolina Panthers not long ago, so he out here. Uh, the quarterback's coach, Clyde Christensen, is a former assistant at South Carolina under Sparky Woods, um, and he also was at Clemson for a little while under Tommy West, but shout out to him. Now, players in the game. Alex Brown, cornerback from South Carolina State University. He's on the on, on a injured reserve right now, but shout out to Alex. Brashad Breeling, cornerback, representing Clemson. Uh, Rashad Fenton, the cornerback out of South Carolina, is also with Kansas City. Antonio Hamilton from South Carolina State. The Bulldogs representing in the game. We see you out here. Uh, Chris Lamont, cornerback from South Carolina. Dorian O'Daniel, linebacker from Clemson. Of course, Mr. Sammy Watkins himself, wide receiver out of Clemson. Uh, and then in Tampa Bay, has got a few players. Brandon Pinion is the punter out of Clemson. Ryan Suckup, the former Mr. Irrelevant, the kicker out of South Carolina, is also with Tampa Bay because Lord knows Tampa had their struggles in the kicking game. But uh, they got it locked down, apparently, with Mr. Ryan Suckup. So hopefully he's able to rock with them for a little while. Kobe Smith, the defensive lineman also out of South Carolina, is currently on Tampa's practice squad again. So that's how we do here at Carolina Sports Talk. We, we, we try to look out and shout out the Carolina players, even when we're talking about the big, big national teams, because there ain't no games bigger than the one today, man. So, again, I'm going to encourage everybody who's out there watching wherever you are. If you're not in Tampa, because you got to wear your masks in Tampa. But if you're home, if you're in Columbia, if you're in Greenville, if you're in Durham, if you're in Charleston, if you are in Fayetteville, wherever you at, make sure you're wearing your mask, man, because this COVID thing is real. But before I get off of the Super Bowl real quick, I'm going to jump from sports and still talk about Super Bowl, but, you know, flip the script on y'all real quick. How many of y'all are really looking forward to the halftime show featuring The Weeknd? Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. But nonetheless, we're going to check it out and see how it goes. No shade to, you know what I'm saying, any of the fans of The Weeknd, but... Buddy seem to keep him wilding lately, man, with the whole new face and and all that stuff, man. If God give y'all boy a face, man, go ahead, rock with that face. You know what I mean? I happen to like my face. If you want to check it out, you can probably catch it on our Instagram at Carolina Sports Talk on Instagram, IG. Because I know everybody and their mama and their auntie and cousins and some of y'all babies and dogs and cats and chickens got them too. So follow us on IG at Carolina Sports Talk. And we'll rock it from there. But if we're going to talk about Carolina Sports Talk, how could I not in my first show address my squad, the Carolina Panthers? Yes, we are coming off of a disappointing 5-11 and 11 season. Yes, we are in a state of flux right now, as evidenced by whatever they got going on <laughs> with our quarterback situation. So first... Uh, according to ESPN reports, Panthers made a serious offer to the Detroit Lions in the effort to acquire quarterback Matt Stafford, according to several lead sources, this one particularly being reported by Mr. Adam Schefter. But apparently Panthers were trying to like real hard to get Mr. Matt Stafford, man. They offered up the eighth pick overall in this year's draft, a fifth round pick in this year's draft, along with Wait for it, quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater. They were trying to give away a whole bunch just to get Mrs. Matt Stafford out of Detroit. But as we all know, the Lions instead went with the Rams package, sending Stafford off to um, L.A. Uh, I think they got like a third-round pick in this year, two future first rounds, and they got the quarterback swap with Jared Goff. But um, 
Panthers, man, I see y'all trying to make moves, man. I don't know how that Matt Stafford would have worked out because, you know, our offensive line is what it is. But for those of you who are wondering if Teddy even deserves all of this, because I've heard some folks in conversation saying, Teddy Bridgewater was a good quarterback. It's the same thing they did to Cam Newton, and he this, 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 and he that, that, that. Yo, check it out. Let's take a look at Teddy B by the numbers this year, okay? How about that? Let's let's be that show where we actually take a look and be objective about certain things and not be just emotional. So Teddy Bridgewater in six, excuse me, uh, fifteen starts because he had one start where he did not play. And Mr. PJ Walker started the game for us. Fifteen starts, Mr. Bridgewater had threw for three thousand seven hundred and thirty-three yards, fifteen touchdowns to eleven interceptions with an overall QBR of 92.1. Now, you look at that and you say, hey, yo, Big Cliff, that don't seem like it's a whole terrible thing to me. And if you're looking at that isolated, you may not be wrong. He, we, we finally had some offensive weapons, even with Christian McCaffrey out for the majority of the week, excuse me, the majority of the season this year. They did have a whole lot with the wide receivers and even with good play from the backup running backs and everything. But Here's the reason why we need to get rid of Teddy Bridgewater after only one year. In opportunities to tie or win in the final possession, the Carolina Panthers this season had eight opportunities in their final possession to win. And of those eight, Mr. Teddy Bridgewater, as a quarterback for the starting Carolina Panthers, went 0 for 8. That means in all eight of those chances that he had to win a game for us, he didn't do it. Now, I'm not saying he was terrible in those other games, but in the opportunity where you have that clutch moment to stand up and show yourself a little bit better than just a regular guy, he went 0 for 8. And in his 15 games, as I mentioned, as a starter, he was 5 and 10. So he won as many games in three times as many games as he won completely last season in some backup roles or in filling roles for Drew Brees over in New Orleans. He went 5-0 and there, and he won five games here, but he also lost 10. Now, if any of you guys know anything about the Carolina Panthers' new owner, Mr. David Tepper, you know that that guy is about winning. He was integral, and he was a part of the Pittsburgh Steelers organization for a lot of years. And when he finally decided to step up and say, hey, I want to own my own franchise, one of the main things that he said was that he was looking to win. Mediocrity would not be accepted. And that's exactly what Mr. Teddy Bridgewater was today. Mr. Teddy Two Gloves, we love you here in Carolina. We appreciate the contributions that you have given to us. But the time has now come for you to hit the road, Jack. (laughs) The time has now come for you to go ahead and sail off into that good night, and we need a new quarterback. Now, some are going to say, oh, well, you had Cam. Yep, and in Cam's season of actually trying to, you know, play the part of an accurate quarterback, we went to the Super Bowl. We went 15-1, and and then in that Super Bowl game, he showed us who he really was. This year, Teddy Bridgewater has done the same thing. It is time in Carolina for some new quarterback play, some accurate quarterback play. And that brings me to who I feel like should come on down in the town. Somebody who is familiar with Carolina, who knows his way around, not just uh, Charlotte area, but the upstate of South Carolina as well. Y'all may know this gentleman by the name of Deshaun Watson. Yep, I said it. I Actually, in one of my Sports Redomus posts on Facebook, I listed the three most likely places that Deshaun Watson would go. 
Um, just by all accounts, it seems like he is my first suggestion of where he should stay is probably going to be the Texans. I don't think they want to get rid of him. And you know how I know it? Because if you had a quarterback the likes of this guy, would you really want to get rid of him? Mm-mm, I didn't think so. Which is apparently being reported by Adam Schefter is what's really likely. The Houston Texans continue to tell any team that calls that they are not trading Deshaun Watson, according to multiple league sources. Watson still, of course, wants out of Houston and has asked them to trade him. But no matter how many calls they've received so far, the Texans are like, nope, we ain't letting him go. He's stuck. He, he, we got him for five more years. But what I don't understand is if you're going to have this guy as your quarterback with all the talent and everything that he's got, why are you going to keep making him mad? First of all, we know we all have heard and known the multiple stories about them not interviewing the proper the, the the GMs that he suggested or any of the coaches that he suggested and and how they've switched their word up on him. But now they just seem like they're poking this dude with a stick. Um, as the speculation, I guess, continues to move forward, Watson and the Texans have moved ahead um, by making well, excuse me, the Texans not so much with Watson, but the Texans have moved ahead with sweeping organizational changes, uh, as was reported by Adam Schefter. This past week, they dismissed the director of football administration, Kevin Krajikoff, equipment manager, Mike Parson, and his staff, another longtime employee, Doug West. Um, Parson was supposed, uh, allegedly close to with a close relationship with Watson, and a lot of the changes that they're making aren't sitting well with Mr. Watson or many of the other players. Um, sitting here looking at a tweet from J.J. Watt, who apparently is tweeting out um, – some favorable solutions or favorable salutations rather out to the staff. I'm looking at it says Mike Parson and his entire equipment staff are incredible people who went above and beyond to help every single player in the locker room every day. He's a great man and a great staff who shouldn't be out of work for long. Anybody would be lucky to have him. Well, guess what? The Carolina Panthers are anybody. And if uh, Mr. Tepper is listening I don't know who we got in uh, equipment staff now, but it sure wouldn't hurt to go ahead and get Mr. Mike Parsons and all the rest of his staff to come on through. Because if he cool with Deshaun like that, we might need to go ahead on and help him, you know, find a new home in Carolina. So when Deshaun get here, he'll be comfortable. Now, I said the Texans was the likely landing spot for, you know, a lot of reasons. But the optimistic point, as I mentioned, could be Carolina. Could you imagine a backfield with Mr. Deshaun Watson and Mr. Christian McCaffrey? Pause for a second and just go ahead and revel in that. Along with DJ on the outside, skinny man running out on there too. Just like, <laughs> I don't know about y'all, but that could be lovely. And, and yes, if you haven't noticed by now, yes, we are Carolina Sports Talk. But yes, I am also a Carolina Panthers fan. So if you got some uh, contrary ideals or perspectives shoot me an email and i'll be more than happy to bring you on as a guest and we can discuss and debate your uh counter ideas to mine the email address for the show is cliff at carolina sports talk.net if not just about carolina panther stuff not just to argue with me if you want to get on and talk about what's going on in your local high school then all you got to do is just email the show at cliff at carolina sports talk.net if you want to talk about your favorite college team here in the Carolinas, basketball, football, baseball, soccer, track, hockey, wrestling, golf, ping pong, it don't matter. Holler at me and we can see about getting you on the show. Cliff at CarolinaSportsTalk.net. 
But as we move forward from Mr. Deshaun Watson, let's go ahead and talk about an upcoming event we got going on soon. The South Carolina women's basketball team, the Gamecocks, going to take on UConn in the next marquee matchup in the women's basketball team. The Gamecock women are currently ranked number two in the country, and the UConn is number three now. If y'all remember, just before the pandemic last year, the women, uh, the Gamecock women hosted in Columbia, the UConn team, and for the first time in history, beat them 70-52. to 52. Uh, I actually watched the game on TV, and it was a big deal because um, I actually like the Gamecock women uh, basketball. Don Staley's got them girls down there balling. Of course, you know she had a number one pick a couple of years back, but um, she's got a really, really good squad this year, too, led off by Aaliyah Boston, who is a monster in the middle. So if you haven't checked out any women's basketball, that would be the game to check out. It's going to be on ESPN. I think it's 7 o'clock on Monday night. So definitely check that out as the women, the Gamecock women go to kind of co- compete for their bid. Last year, they were cut. their season was cut short by COVID, uh, but they had a chance to go through and get their second national championship in as many years. Um, USC has nine former five-star pro- prospects on their team along with six McDonald's All-Americans. To have that kind of talent in South Carolina, man, that's some that's some big things, man. The South Carolina women are currently 15-1. and one. UConn is 13-1. and one. So it's going to be an amazing, amazing matchup. Before I let you go, I want to give a special shout-out to Mr. Matt Barry of ESPN Sports Center. On his Thursday episode, he gave a shout-out to the South Carolina State University Marching 101 Band. Uh, apparently, Mr. Barry used to be a sportscaster up in Columbia, South Carolina, and uh, he, he was giving a shout out to the HBCUs, and he took some significant airtime to shout out to the South Carolina Marching 101 band. So, good luck, Mr. Barry. We see you out here shouting out to HBCUs and SC State and whatnot. Y'all keep it doing, man. But um, in our next show, we're going to have an interview with the head coach of South Carolina State's men's basketball team, Coach Murray Garvin. We'll have some reactions to the Super Bowl and all of the input that you guys have sent over to Cliff at carolinasportstalk.net. We look forward to it, and uh, thank you guys for listening, and we can't wait to see you next episode. Holla at your boy. Thank you.